Another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast, episode number two, season two. And I am here today with another very interesting motherfucker. With me to my left is none other than ex CFL player and current stand up comedian, Peter Cinder. What's good, brother? What's man? Good, get your man. drink, Cheers, get your drink on. Uh, we getting just some Hennessy and green tea today in the in the mm, in the studio. And also today, we will be smoking some pink kush. I like that pink strain, man. I fucks with it heavy. And uh, eventually, in the future episodes, I'm going to start being able to tell you who the growers are and such and such. But right now, for legal ramifications, because I don't know if the street man really wants me to be saying his name on the internet and shit. That's on the low right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right now, we're on the street level, but we're trying to go corporate. Um, but we will smoke some pink kush today while we hanging out. You already sparking up. I'm already do the same. I already got, I'm lazy. I, uh, today, I went and I got some... Uh, some cones and uh just stuff some cones real quick so that i could yeah man because i'm always fucking late man but like (laughs) that's what yo that's why i wasn't concerned i was late (laughs) i was like no matter how late i am i know i'm gonna be before sterling (laughs) (laughs) and you know the worst part is is that like uh when you got here i called the 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 manager to open the door for you and then there was like a mix-up where we couldn't find where you were and then when i finally like 10 minutes later finally get you on the phone and you're like all right i'm here in the spot i'm like cool i'm still not there (laughs) even even after all the mix up i'm still fucking late i was i was late and then i called you (laughs) buddy came down but i'm dumb as hell so i went to get some bubble tea (laughs) (laughs) right next door so he missed me the first time then i'm like standing outside for five minutes drinking bubble tea and kind of banging on the door and then i was like ah oh, this isn't happening so i walked away a little bit a little walk to stay warm throughout the bubble tea that i saw him let me in ran over and uh. then waited another 15 and then hey here you are yo like <laughs> i'm terrible man like and i try you know like i'd be trying it's just like the lateness it'd be calling me man it'd be calling me i don't know <laughs> i don't know how to no, for me, man, it's like I have no discipline. Like, <laughs> no, it's a, yeah, no, that's why stand up suits you, bro. Yeah, and that's a, I don't know. It's just that relaxed lifestyle where if you're funny enough, you can be late all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it really depends on it. As long as you can make people laugh, bro. If you're good enough, yeah. you can be late, and you know that. If you're good enough, you can be on that bullshit. It's you, all good. Yeah, and I'd be on that bullshit. <laughs> I'd be on that bullshit. You know how bad it is? There's some people that invite me to shows an hour before I'm supposed to be there so that I can get all the time that they want me to be there. And I'm like, every time they do it, I'm like, thank you. I appreciate that you guys understand the situation. No, it's just like, in my head, everything is planned out to the fucking T. 
But then the T sometimes don't get crossed and I be fucking late. <laughs> like, like, I don't like being early. I want to get there when you ask me to be there. Right. And so everything about me is get there for that time. And then I, I always fuck up. And then I, I mean, you know, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but fuck. Maybe nah. I'll be better. Maybe I'll be better. I'm working nah, man, you just it. need like a, a creative excuses for it. You're like, I just wanted to see the opener stretch his legs. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like put it off and be like, yo, it's it's so you guys get better. <laughs> I'd be telling like, I'm talking mad shit. Like, nah, nah, I don't care what time the show starts. What time am I supposed to be on? I'll be there just before that. Like, 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 I'm, like, I'm, like I'm not coming in, just hanging out. It's fucking ridiculous. But like, this is the road that we chose. And my question is like, First off, uh, you, you you started out, uh, you were a professional football player. Now, was that your first job? Or was your first ever paycheck? First ever paycheck, man, mm-hmm. was, um, yo, oddly enough, the U.S. military. What? Yeah, man. I you was, were in the military, yeah, too? I was in the military academy. Uh, I was oh, in the Air Force Academy. What the fuck was that like? Because all I ever seen was major pain. Yeah. And that, <laughs> Damon Wayans has just written my entire understanding of military academy. It's a place where you go when your parents want you to be better, but they don't want to do it themselves. Yeah. So no, nah, man. I like I never was into the military. I was just like <laughs> not a lot of kids there are. No, man. Kind of there because their parents are like, yeah, you go keep them off these streets. That's yeah, but do. yeah, I'm from a very conservative town where I was like, that would be a good. I don't know. It, it it was like good education wise and and football wise. It was like uh, Division One, but I had other Division One offers, so I really don't know why I was caught up into that patriotism <laughs> shit. I guess, bro. <laughs> Yo, they sell that shit. They man. sell it hard. They sell it hard, we're, we're, boy. They'd be like David Robinson went to the NBA and he was part of the military. David, come on out here. You can be coming out and join the Navy, and then he go lumber back out with his bad knees. If you're good enough to uh, basketball. They won't deploy you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're the, good enough to play in the league, that <laughs> if you get deployed, don't. Don't think yours could be Muhammad Ali. That's yeah. all we saying. It's yeah, like no, it's an office drop for you. <laughs> yeah, man. you go, you go. You're not gonna make it. You're not gonna make it. Mm-mm. But uh, yeah, man. So you started out in military school, and the first job was what? I mean, I was like paid. I was paid to like go there type deal because what you're the in the f- military, and I was on like scholarship. Yeah. So you got yo. That's just. Uh, America, land of the amazing opportunities that never you never hear about in Canada. Yeah, it's wild, you got bro. paid to go to school because it was part of the military. Uh, if that was happening in Canada, my mother would have said all five of us fucking kids like paychecks to that school. She'd be like, she'd be like a pimp, like get to school, motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, the school is paying Miss Rent in all this house. I might pop out four or five more of you motherfuckers and replace your ass. At the, you know what I mean, like. That's so wild. They paid you to go to school. Yeah, bro. Did you like lose money if your grades were bad or something? Like, no. Nah, so uh, if your grades were bad, they just kick you out type deal. I would do. That's a good way of getting yeah, fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I tore my pec and I was I I was prescribed some opioids. I was a little loose with them. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's how I got kicked out, right? <laughs> well, I should have transferred before, but that's just kind of how things went down, right? Mm. And uh, yeah, it's good weed. It is good weed. 
But my first like real paycheck job, I'd say mm. fucking I don't know. I worked uh <laughs> a gas station. <laughs> bro, I got fired from a gas station, <laughs> bro. <laughs> because of scheduling conflicts. Yeah, showing up on time is a problem. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's man, a good way to say scheduling it. conflicts. Is like, what was the skill with the conflict? My ass couldn't show up on that schedule. That's what the conflict was. <laughs> Yo, man, that shit was wild for real. I uh I don't know. I always worked like uh some afternoons and then one day went out to like back home two hours away, expecting to work in the afternoon, schedule for the morning, <laughs> just didn't uh, call it to yeah. And they fired you that quick. Yeah. West, West conservative places, Michigan, man. I tried, man. I really tried to be a good employee. Didn't work out for me. And then, wh- at what point in time did you realize, okay, I'm gonna play football for a living? Because that's like, honestly, I'm I'm thinking about when I was playing sports. Yeah, sports was everything for me. In fact, when I lost sports, is when I went wayward for a bit with my life because there was no more structure to it. There was yeah. no more. Uh, like prize. There was no more cherry at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. And that's what always kept me in line. There was always a goal. Mm-hmm. And, with, and, you know, with young man energy, you know, it's like, I got to work out. Why? Because I need to be like that much stronger so I can win this goal. But then when you have no more sports, which was happened to me because I just didn't behave in school. Yeah. And so I lost a lot of opportunities. But then I had all that competitive, ridiculous energy, but no goal. And I didn't know where to point that arrow. So, like, at what point did you realize that you're going to hit your mark? Because you actually made the goal. You played yeah, professional man. football. <clears throat> yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. It was after, like, football, I kind of was just planning on, or after college football, planning on, like, pursuing stand-up just because I started it. Um, and so you thought about this in college? Yeah, no, I was doing stand-up in college. Yeah, the what, what fucking... I didn't know that but yeah, then again that's why you're here um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> if i didn't bro i might be in the league <laughs> stand up was not a good football decision i got a little too sucked up in the stand up oh part of it God. bro but i mean shit, where did you like, go to where did you go to school uh grand valley okay. west uh divisions two school in west michigan so you 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 started stand up comedy while playing football mm-hmm that is, I was bad at it, bro. Very bad. Uh, I, I'm surprised the football team didn't fuck you up, man. <laughs> like nah, football teams are gladiators. Yeah, Those are man. lunatics, man. My brother played p- football, so I got to go to some of these football parties, which I want to talk about in a bit. <laughs> and these are football players are like superhumans to me. I, I've seen things that regular humans don't do. I saw a man open a Heineken bottle with his hand, and I was like, that's not a thing you do but like <laughs> i'm watching it he's like i'm the bear opener and he would just grab it and he would go and he would t- he would he would make his hand like a like an opener he put his hand over it like this and yeah. he'd look in the eye and he goes ah and he'd rip it off and i'm <laughs> yeah no the football part of my personality i do that with like just with my teeth bro <laughs> <laughs> yo i stopped doing I it for like but if i need if there isn't a beer or a can opener then yeah yeah teeth are fine because you know you you can clench on it but when this motherfucker's doing it with his bare yeah, hands some crazy grip strength yo like because like you know the football culture which i am uh i'm a deep down like athlete to the bone like i thrive and fight for that kind of lifestyle yeah uh but like the football culture it's 
as wild as they are, they have that goal where it's like, this is my objective. It is to protect this person or it is to catch this or it's to, and when, when that goal is set in, all bets are off. It's like a laser focus. What position did you play? I played tight end fullback. Oh my God. So in the States, like I was tight. So you were pretty fast. Bro, I was slow as hell. What the <laughs> This motherfucker be like, I'm Kelsey out there. No, objectively, I was slow as hell. Like, objectively. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm lasers. I mean, in the most non-racist way possible, when you lined up and six other brothers lined up to you, like, I'm not running the 444 today, you motherfucker. Like, no, I was a good blocker. That's why. <laughs> you're, like, no. you're like, hey, let's talk about this real quick. Let's talk about this. <laughs> I was like, uh, no, like testing wise, slow as hell, but like I was pretty Tom big. Tom Brady so in the I'm building. A- <laughs> <laughs> just, just Tom Brady in the combine. They're like, listen, Tom Brady, that's all I'm saying. This guy can be the next. <laughs> no, bro. But yeah, I went to a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to dude. I went to the Canadian. Uh, I went to a Canadian combine and uh, pulled my hamstring in the forty. That's, what the fuck? Yeah, is, man. You have horrible luck. You pulled a pec, right? Yeah, well, it, tore it. Tore it. That's that fucking. Was, were you bench pressing or yeah, getting the thing? Yeah. What was the weight? <laughs> Not. I mean, it was like uh, it was three hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Three hundred is when the bar bends. That's when yeah. you become a man. You see, like. <laughs> Yeah, those guys in the culture, because like uh, I don't know what the testing weight was for you guys. Testing weight is uh, they do a bunch of um, uh, like, you know, max out for like sprints, lifts, this all different kinds of things to see and grade where you are. And in the bench press, they had different weights. I believe it was 185 and 225. Yeah. So it's pretty much. um it's like 225 now across the board for the right. NFL combine. Like, I don't know if it's different for the CFL, but uh, yeah. Well, in Canadian college, it was 225, but 185 if you were a quarterback, I believe. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And it's like it's like a, it's like being a fireman, guys, where it's like, you know, it, you're, you're graded on a bell curve. So it's like whoever the max is, it's like that's the yeah. top guy. And then it's like, all right. Let's see who the bottom is now. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I was right? slow as hell, but my <laughs> vertical wasn't that bad. Really? Yeah, it was 30. Oh, shit. That's a. That's and how right. tall are you? Six, four. Oh, that's that's. Yeah, that's a because like I never in high school. The big thing for us small guys was you wanted a 40 to 42 inch vertical because we were five foot nothing. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and trying to jump over the moon. First time I dunked, I was five foot seven. Five foot seven. And I, yes, fuck you. All of you <laughs> right now looking at me like I didn't do it. I was nah, in grade 10, I, I had five my- foot seven, and I could dunk 10 foot, not in a game, but like, you know, when they're like, can you do it? It's like, back up. <laughs> Everybody move. I'm about to travel. And then you, <laughs> you run. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And not fuck you for not believing them because I also had my hesitations. <laughs> <laughs> Man, y'all ain't shit, man. <laughs> yo, yo, to my dedicated 40 listening right now, if you're laughing and you ain't shit too, man. I, I was amazing, man. I was no, great. I, I had two missed dunks in high school, man. I just, uh, the mm. first one was a little outside my weight class. I, I, I It wasn't going to happen, but I was like, fuck, I'm going to try to throw this down. And then two tip slam opportunities, missed them both. Mm. I wasn't that. I wasn't doing them in no games. I ain't like. No, I so, just, yeah, me strictly practice dunker. So now you tore your hamstring because you are the most unlucky motherfucker I've ever seen <laughs> at the CFL combine. And then what happened? Uh, 
Still got drafted. Um, yeah. <laughs> Only in Canada. was like, we, <laughs> what happened? He hurt himself, eh? But, you know, he's, he's a gonna, good fucking guy, bro. <laughs> We're going to get him. Hey, just, you know, massage the hammy. Massage the hammy, bro, bro, bro. Tom Brady. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He got drafted. Who was the like, first honestly, man? Me? He has American experience. He's gonna yeah. fucking rip, buddy, 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 <laughs> fucking Tom Brady. <laughs> so, what team drafted you first? Uh, the Eskimos. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, Came right. straight home. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who the are current Elks, they were yes. Eskimos at the time. Yeah, they were Eskimos. <laughs> they were Eskimos at the time, and then they became Elks. Um. Uh, what you call it for my people who are listening my dedicated 40 uh i we live in edmonton alberta and the the cfl football team is the edmonton elks and uh that was the first team to uh draft peter that's what we're talking about right now and uh what would that feel like man like you mean you went from playing like you obviously must have been playing from a long time mm. right and it's always the dream yeah now, obviously, the the dream is the NFL, and then the CFL is like his dirty cousin, and you're like, yeah. well, I'm still going. <laughs> Did you have that feeling, like, like, like you you're going to the CFL, but at the same time, you felt like, ah, uh, yeah. I'm settling. Yeah, no, I definitely <laughs> felt like I was settling, bro. <laughs> it's definitely like I'm gonna like... get better. All I gotta say is Warren Moon. <laughs> all right, Warren Moon played for the Edmonton Eskimos, yeah, and then man. later on became one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. And I know a lot of people play for us, and they're like warren moon and it's yeah. like no then you end up 44 and you're still a quarterback and you're like this is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> no i'm pretty sure he's i i could be wrong i think he started in the cfl and then made yeah. his way to that yeah 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 warren moon started this in the cfl he played for edmonton yeah that's the crazy thing man uh like the american so there's two types of players like in the is americans and nationals and then there's also internationals in the cfl um but it's a lot harder to make it into the league as an American, like mm-hmm. strictly American. Mm-hmm. But I was born in Canada, so I had uh, like citizenship. So oh, okay, yeah. So I got that was why I was able to be drafted. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. It does seem to be difficult, man. I just what drives me wild, like crazy, is to think about how powerful these players must be because you're a big dude man like you know what i'm saying like yeah you're, you're a big guy and to know it's like yeah and that guy wasn't big enough for the <laughs> nfl and it's like what and it's like no i and i remember all these guys from university yeah. how big these guys were i seen guys you know benching 400 plus pounds and none of them made it to the cfl so these guys never made it to the cfl yeah much less the nfl these are massive giant gladiator men and it's just like what's happening in the nfl how massive are these monsters no in the nfl it it, yes there's a bunch of like huge dudes but it's also speed is huge oh okay i seen some fat boys run on that line i heard them o-line men be 300 pounds and they'd be like i'm coming to (laughs) (laughs) us that's like their whole thing it's like they're like, I was talking to one of the uh, uh, offensive linemen for Edmonton one time, and he's like, my entire job is in 10 yards. He's like, I don't got to move 
fast for a long time i, I just gotta explode no absolutely. And that was his thing he's just like i just gotta go from here to there that's it yeah. <laughs> and he's like i'm gonna hit you really hard i was like yo let's do a video where i run at you full speed and in gear and you fucking hit me and he's like i can't do that because you will die that's a crazy thing <laughs> that's a crazy thing about football it's like that type of dude and some guy that just is like 510 185 golfs all the time is the kicker and yeah. just- <laughs> And they're just on the same team. It's like (laughs) that they play the same sport. My favorite line ever was from uh, uh, Joe Madden, the the departed Joe Madden, when a a kicker missed the field goal. He goes, and there he goes with his little helmet and his little pads. (laughs) Like they don't. Like he had no respect for him. He's like, <laughs> like you don't even wear the right armor. Get off the field. Bro, man. It's like the most disrespect. Cause like when you see the kicker try to tackle somebody, it's always funny. It's always like I'm like the guy, like the nerd trying to fight back. And you're just like, oh God bless your heart. Nobody ever yeah, it, m- does the video and goes, look, the kicker missed the tackle. They go, yeah, fuck him. Like <laughs> he doesn't count. Yeah. But if he does, like they'll cheer. Extra loud, bro, just because it hits out of nowhere. It's like when the special kid hits the free throw. You're just like, like, (laughs) exactly, man. I said he was special. Stop fucking looking at me like that. He is disrespectful. This is my show. You can't cancel me. Nobody's watching. Um, My dedicated 40 is my happy place, man. By the way, what dedicated 40 is is when I started the podcast. Uh, I had 40 people that would always tune in and uh, I love them to this day and I hope that they all come back. Sick, uh, man. So yeah, fun shout out to the dedicated man. 40, man. This has been a lot of fun. I, uh, <laughs> I'm way too high now, but Mm-mm. we're rolling. With I'm it, about man. to get higher. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, we're drinking, <laughs> we're drinking, we're smoking, and it's like, yeah, this is the shit. This is, and the funny thing is, this, this is work. All right. We are clocked in right now. Okay. This is what Jobs is as a comedian. You're going to put out content. And <laughs> Sometimes I can't. I'm a, I'm a contractor. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I can't understand how I get paid. And in other days, I'm like, I should be paid. All right. Yeah. No, absolutely. But, okay. So now, um, the, when you got into the CFO, did you feel elated, uh, like at all? Like at least I'm going here, you know? Yeah. No, I thought it was. I don't know. I thought the league was like always a pretty cool league. It was just significantly different and didn't have the fan base of the NFL. But like, yeah. Um, but the fans here that they do yeah. have are crazy. Like if they're yeah, if they're a CFL fan, they're lunatics. Yeah. In Saskatchewan, they don't have anything out there. Yeah. So their football team is all they have. And they love their football team, but they don't know who they are. Because yeah. they thought I was one of them one time. Because there's like 18 black people in Saskatchewan and I was number 19. And they were like, yo, that's the receiver. You were injured. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> and they let me in the party. That's what I'm saying, I swear to God, and I'm sitting there, by the way, guys, I am 5'10, <laughs> 185 pounds. I do not look like like any kind of football player <laughs> at best i look like a football player's friend that's it but they thought i was one of the players and let me to a party because like they love their fans so now you get in you feel a little bit of relief what was your end goal in your mind you like i'm gonna play this long i'm gonna aim for this like was there any or were we just like i'm just yeah playing? i say i i don't know like um I always gave myself like 30. If I'm still playing at 30, then like 
but I don't know. I always had like uh, to be root. Like I just wanted to do like play football, and once I start, like I also I pulled my hamstring in mm-hmm. camp, so mm-hmm. shit was just like kind of haywire. I was able to play a few games, and it was cool, man. Like I don't know, it was it was man. Sorry, I'm fried. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking Welcome to the, the comedy game. reject. Don't you worry. This is and what it the, is. The crazy thing is, it's this like, is what it is, man. When football, when the sport is over, you're in that like area of trying to refigure yourself. That's out, That's like man. the one I was in yeah. like, when I left high school. Uh, tried, to, and that's like a weird thing because like I never tasted college or the pros, so I, my my thirst wasn't as deep as yours. And so that's why I'm like, you know, like, what the fuck was going on with you when that ended? Yeah, man. Uh, the thing was, I so. Oh, explain to them. First of all, we we jumped ahead, right? Yeah, like, yeah, we're yeah. still in the camp. Let's still stay with the hamstring because there's the other stuff I want to get into that really ended things. Yeah. yeah. So let's keep in the hamstring oh, part. Oh, sure, man. So let's keep with the hamstring and we'll move forward. Yeah, man. Uh, so your like, hamstring got pulled in camp. Yeah. This so it the got second pu- time. The first time was in the combine, then uh-huh. I rehabbed, and then camp Again it was only camp. like a, a month later, though. So mm. I wasn't able to have a proper rehab. So went to uh, had one good practice and repulled it. Like uh, went through one and then uh, the other. So I was on the sixth game, though. That's that's the thing. Like it was still pretty nice. I was on like the sixth game, injured reserve, and rehabbing. Tell them what the sixth game is. They don't know what that means. It's like uh, the, the injury reserves or everyone mm-hmm. that's like injured gets put on either the one game or the sixth game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just uh, then re uh, uh, training and came back into a, a game against Calgary in Calgary, man. So once I got all the my hamstring figured out and uh, recovered, I was on like four special teams. And that's the biggest difference between like Canadian and American football is like my position specifically. You're on special teams. So it's way more running. Mm -hmm. And like you got to be on four special teams if you're a fullback. Right. So, um, man, that was just uh, got my first tackle. But it was like a track meet compared to the type (laughs) of football I was playing. So my first taste of football was it. was in Calgary like into the shit, I don't bro. Like this. this is not what I said. Oh, so for you guys that don't it's understand, Edmonton and Calgary are massive the rivals. Battle of Alberta. So yeah, it's the Battle yeah. of Alberta. And um, so when Hillbillies collide is what I call it. And so <laughs> So it's like a massive game. Like, and you're in Calgary, which is even more pressure as an Edmonton team player. So you have to understand the stakes are high right now. Absolutely. And your first tackle, and you're like <laughs> I start cramping in the third quarter, Time bro. Out. Time out. <laughs> <laughs> These motherfuckers is fast. <laughs> I gotta see. I, I'm not Tom Brady. <laughs> Yo, I was struggling for real. I was cramping in the third quarter. Oh man, my God. it's what. You are literally the personification of a Bill Burr joke. 
You're the white guy. Damn, the white guy, the white guy racing. The black <laughs> well, guy. He goes, after the first race, he's like, ah, I got a cramp. Now he's up in the booth. He's he's announcing. Yeah, like, nah, man, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like a Chappelle sketch. <laughs> your, your life is a legitimate. And then it's like, what you going to do? What you going to do? I'm going to tell comedy. It's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so, okay. Um, that was um, the sixth game. Yeah. And bro. you got hurt again. Uh, what happened after that now? I just uh, played a few games and kind of was like a practice roster player. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then, then 2020 happened. Ah. Yeah. Because like right before 2020, um, this when I first saw you when you were coming over by the secret show. And so uh, you had already found your way back into comedy's arms. Yeah. So was that like becoming stronger as things were going wrong in football or was the love for comedy always beating? I don't know, man. Like uh, once I, I, I just first, the first show I went to was a secret show. I just went with a on a oh, date. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, damn, this is cool. I, I didn't see this in like my scene in the States and uh yeah, no, it was, and then from there, that just, must have been some funny first impressions. When it's like <laughs> you're in some basement, and it's yeah. like a living room, <laughs> and it's all packed up. And the guy that's running it is too fucking high to run it, <laughs> sitting in the corner, and is like, "Can I get a spot?" Ah, shit! It is <laughs> like, what kind of amateur operation is this? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah, man. Oh man. So okay, so you revisited it, and. uh you were saying that you you don't know if the love was always there or no nah, man for me it's i don't know the love of football was kind of going away and is um, that a painful moment man i, I know it's painful like, for me like losing basketball yeah that moment when you look in the mirror and you you don't see a basketball player anymore you know you see someone that plays basketball yeah a big difference uh, for me i'm not gonna lie i cried the day i realized that basketball was done what was that like for you? Damn. No, nah, man, it was for me, it was just like over. It was just the lack of like, I don't know. It just wasn't there for me anymore. And mm-hmm. comedy was. And for me, it's, uh, it, it is a weird experience, like choosing like comedy over football a lot. But it was just, I don't know. I was getting good at it, and that was like kind of my goal before I like playing professional football was ever in the picture. So, what changed for you with uh, becoming bad to good? <clears throat> like, what when you look at yourself when you started, and you look at yourself when you got better? Yeah, what changed? Because everybody, the confidence like, and the consistency, like, and putting in the work, man. Like, beautiful. Like That's, I was really grinding when I was out here doing stand up. And it was like three like before the pandemic, man, it's like you gotta go to like three shows a day sometimes, like every Wednesday. That's kinda how it was like for me and just yeah. doing it every day and just kind of learning the art, getting I don't know. It is crazy like going to the top of one profession and then trying to figure it out in another one. Yeah. And, and uh, it is like a crazy path, but it is, and that's why I'm always so interested yeah. when um what drives people in our direction because like we're a bunch of misfits over here in the comedy world like you get the anywhere from the nerdy weird you know person in the corner 
that could be a phenomenal stand up to like the really cool black guy in the club. He's like, he's also a comedian Absolutely. and they both understand and respect each other. And it's like, but they're completely different like worlds and people like, you know what I mean? You look at a football player, you go, yeah, they're all football players. I can tell when you walked in, but when you walk into a room full of comedians, you're like, what all the over fuck the place, is this? Yeah. You're like, what, you're like, you what am like, I looking at? You got like some crazy people, crazy, confident, like incel comedians yep. that will say shit. And you're like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? And then you'll have some dude who's just like. I don't know, just like a loser one-liner with dirty jokes, <laughs> but it fucking kills. You know what I mean? Annihilating the place too is just such a weird fucking world. I and would say it's like, like it really just depends on how good you are. It seems like obviously like shit gets political, but if you get sometimes, but if you get in like if you just consistently perform and like I don't know, yeah. and the crowd likes you, then you're going to get booked. And that's what I was trying to tell people is that uh, it, what you said is exactly what I try to tell people when I say, like, what makes a comedian better is is consistency and, and working at the craft itself, understanding, you know, what what works and what doesn't work, but also why. Because, like, I never understood the comic that would be like, you know, one comic came backstage and he's like, how many times do you do a joke before you drop it. And I'm like 10 times. And he's like, man, I don't have that kind of endurance. And I go, yeah, but every single time I do it, I do it differently. Why the fuck would you lunatics do the joke the exact same way 10 times? That's lunacy. Yeah. What are you doing? You What do you think? This is like, oh, they just didn't get it here. You didn't say it right. No, motherfucker. The joke doesn't work. So um. When you said that, I was like, yeah, man, I wish more people would understand that that's what it takes. So, yeah, just trying shit, man. Like uh, this was the first weekend I hosted and uh, I hosted a weekend and just developing that muscle is a totally different vibe. That's why I like seeing you and Will host in the city. That shit is, oh, no, that's in the kind of like the learning curve I am right now. Well. Learn from Will. I'm an idiot. I'm a fucking idiot, man. I'm what they call a phenomenon. That should not be where I am with all the idiot shit I do. Anyways, I'm joking. Um, now, here's the thing. Um, when you finally had to call it quits, though, was it because of uh, CTE? Or was that a joke? No, like, I don't know. Um it's, it is kind of like a joke, like, but I don't know. I, I kind of, for me, the love of the game wasn't there. Mm. So to just keep risking it and like. Yeah. You don't want to eat porridge. Yeah. Be like, no, no, I mean, man. like, why did you do this for CFL? Like, yeah. it's, like it's not worth it, bro. It's not worth it. <laughs> and respect to like people still like playing the league. Great league. It's just for me. I don't know. At the time, I was just. I was just done playing. So now are you experiencing the same kind of um, searching and finding yourself you found? Uh, shit, hold on. <laughs> no, we're getting dude, deep, we, man. Yeah, we, we, we be bringing, you know what I mean? It's hitting my heart right yeah. now. <laughs> no, me too, it's on bro. my chest. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> this pink cushion. <laughs> this pink cushion will bring out some shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, shout out to Pink Kush. Um, hey, I'm wavy. I'm I'm here for. Oh it, yeah, man, like bro. I can't feel my feet right now, and I love it. Like I'm uh, an excessive uh, personality type person. Yo, fuck all that other questions. I just want to get straight to it. I never went to college, and I always envisioned that college was like, fuck. I'm a party animal. The guy that's like leading the charge, no shirt. I like if. If college parties was anything political, I would have been the guy that stormed the fucking White House with the fucking animal fur. Yeah. Like, I'm that guy. Like, I'm the one that is like, I got the keg. And it's like, how? I was throwing keg parties when I was 16 years old. You're not allowed to buy liquor till you're 19. How the hell am I pulling these things off? I'm that lunatic. And the only thing that hurt me about not going to university, not being able to be a, like a pledge, like, I I want to be like Alpha Psi Delpha. Like I would, I'd be that guy. I'd be stepping, man. I'd be, I'd be, was, was it no, like No, bro, that? you'd be a Q. <laughs> you'd have those two brands on yes, your arm. I, you know what I mean? Like those that way. long lunatics. Like I, those parties and, and that they show on TV and stuff like that. Like I've never been to college. I've never yeah. been to university. And I just sulk all the time because I'm like, I would have been good at that. Like fuck the classes. That shit, that was the party life that good or was it TV? Because you were No, we were low key kind of like uh, my <laughs> my school was division two. So it was lower. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it was it was like uh Blue Mountain State. You ever seen that show? Yes. It was like and the division two Blue about. Mountain State. <laughs> Blue Mountain State is a perfect example of what I wanted it to be. We were no, nah, we were doing wild shit, bro. You would have loved it, man. We did. Yes. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. Let me live through you vicariously. Give like, me what? a wild story, man. Give me a wild night. So we have. So we had these like cliche classic like yes. American college bullshit. Oh, we had these yes. things called beer Olympics, bro. Yes. This is what I want. And every like, so it'd just be yes. like football players, uh, man, like just being like different countries. Right. And just doing cliche costumes. Oh, my I, God. I would have loved that. <laughs> but I spiced it up a bit. So like people are being like China and dressing like that yes. or like Mexico just and like Canada yes. like wearing flannels and maple syrup and bullshit. See, this is hilarious. If you're offended by this, fuck you, because you guys understand this is like, yo, we're going. The point of it is to be ridiculous. Yeah, the point, the point of it is, is to it, be over stereotypical ridiculous. Yeah. It's not to offend. It's just for everybody yeah. involved. And you know the worst part is somebody's going to try to run for prime minister yeah. and they'd be like, "Is that you yeah. in the Chinese outfit?" And you're like, "Ah, Damn, Elf you got me. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Your whole team comes out. He is not racist. It's not not racist, like, bro. But I always like to spice it up a bit. So I was I team. Love this. So we were team vatican city <laughs> oh, you came up with just children just like little children <laughs> with, with like with no see no evil here no evil see i would have been perfect for this madness the vatican bro. city just all children i'm making them <laughs> nah bro my buddy was the pope and i was uh, just a <gasps> priest man i was like spritzing people with holy beer oh, just a straight wild <laughs> oh, yeah there's probably know. a picture out there of that uh, but <laughs> did you guys have to do like the uh like when you guys had the new recruits, you would do like horrible shit to them because my brother made them a stew. Yeah, he would make like, you know, like they had to like bite the fish. The, the yeah, we didn't do we didn't do any of that. But we oh, uh, man, he put worms just, and stuff in like in like soup 
and then would make them eat it and shit. And I was like, you guys are fucking crazy. And they like shaved off one half of their head. So my brother right down the middle had no eyebrow, no mustache, no thing, no hair all the way That's down. Wild. And they had to stay like that for the whole fucking week. And it's just like, what the fuck? What this the- looks like so much fun. <laughs> was this in a frat? You were saying your brother no, is a frat? No, played. This is for Uni- University of uh, York, York University. Wow, the Yayo men back. That's what they were. Yeah, back we then. did like, uh, yeah, we did just the standard haze and bullshit. I guess he just see, like silly my, things. My, I knew my brother's shit bad. was a little off the, <laughs> off the wall. I'm like, why are you putting? He was putting um like uh like uh rats rats. He would cut them in half, and he because he had like a snake. Yeah, so he would cut mice up and put them in the soup and all kinds of shit, and yeah, then make them fucking eat it. No, we weren't on that. Crazy, Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like, uh, and, it, and all I'm thinking in my head is, I would have been so good at this. <laughs> like, I just, I just, just get caught up into the fucking fraternity type aspect of yeah, things. Yeah, that's all I wanted. It's all I wanted, man. Yeah, and then when you went fun. into the football world, was the parties the same or better or worse? Like, because I know when Edmonton Eskimo players come to the parties in Edmonton, hoes come out. Yeah, for sure. The parties so, are a lot of fun, man. Like. uh when I was feeling out the city, I went to Mist a lot with the people I played with. <laughs> I know, I know, Mist. Shout out was, to DJ Invincible. That shit was so funny, man. I was with uh, some vet, like CFL veterans, right? And it was um, me and this other guy staying together, and we last like probably smoked six blunts just off the balcony. And I'm just like <laughs> red ready to pass out and he's like all right time to go to mist <laughs> i was like oh man but that shit was funny man is they the had club the, culture different from in america to canada do you see is it the same or oh is there any difference because i haven't really been clubbing when i go to the states i'm I'm always doing comedy like i'm always yeah. working so i'm not in the club life i don't understand the culture nothing i was even in atlanta and never even touched a club so like Coming from um, like Michigan, I'd say like the club life was pretty similar to Michigan. Okay, that would be like I'm saying like in Mist, Mist was given because like every club in Edmonton different. Like yeah. it's different culture. Everyone you like, I went to Preve one time, bro. Just mm-hmm. yeah, not uh, what you thought it would be, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's funny because it's I, like, but I'm the type of dude just like wants to go to a bar and talk, you know. Like I'm not a big club guy myself. Neither am I. Not mm. a big club guy. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. To yeah. uh, you basically have to either objectify or be objectified. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you you can't have a conversation. Yeah, I feel like I never dress well enough to go to the club. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, and I'm not spending that kind of money. Like I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna be. Uh, and I don't uh, dance that much, man. If I was a big <laughs> dancer, then like for sure. But oh my god, not nah, going out pretty much is just like doing stand up or yeah, know, I don't know, man. Hitting uh, up a pub afterwards type deal. I like, I like, I prefer that. Did you meet a lot of uh, ladies while you was in? Yeah, uh, bro. Uh, CFL groupies are way different than American groupies. What <laughs> they uglier? Like what? I, <laughs> like I want like. I I see the club numbers increase when they know that they're coming, especially when there's yeah. a game in town. I don't know the quality. I just know the quantity. Yeah. It, what What's the difference? Please tell me because this I'm going to need a drink for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need another drink, bro. 
All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> shit, he usually He's, comes and checks on us. Oh man. Okay, let me let me. I'll figure it out while you tell the story. I'm gonna think. <laughs> That's that's how high I am right now. Like, what we're trying to do is figure out how to keep the podcast rolling. Yeah, absolutely. while we get a drink. <laughs> you, uh, know, you know what? Bro. Fuck it. Tell the story and then go and and ask him for a drink. Okay. And I'll I'll hold I'll hold down the I'll hold down the ship. All right. Cool. All right. It's good weed, man. <laughs> good weed, man. man. I can't. I, did, I I see what I do is I just buy the weed and then bring it to the show. I don't know how yeah. potent it will go be. It's pretty potent, yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> like, it's got me on my toes. Like, I'm bro. like, shit, this is because, like, in my head, I'm like, keep on point. You're doing a podcast, and the other half of me is like, man, fuck your podcast. <laughs> like, we 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 out here now. <laughs> it, I feel like this is the moment when it's like, all right, now let's go to mist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is that moment. It's like, you know what I'm saying? And the fucked up part is, this is what's great about being a comedian. It is like three in the afternoon and we are drinking the oh, smoking weed and, up, and this is work. <laughs> <laughs> but stop. Yes, it is hard. Shut up. Don't judge us. I can hear you guys judging me with your judging faces right now. Your face judging. Stop it. Don't do that. You know why? I work hard. Just not right now. Um, <laughs> I'm yo, cool right tell, now. Tell, tell, tell the story and then go ahead, go ahead and fight him and out. I'll jibber jabber with these motherfuckers. Tell them I want one two to them. <laughs> Yo, no, the I mean the tricks was are like obviously, but there was levels. Like I would go to the secret show and there'd be like uh I had some like buddies come and then two dudes on the team just roll up with like three girls with them, just mm. bad as hell. And I was like, it wasn't like that for me. I had to <laughs> 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 yeah, you see how amazing that was? That yeah. wasn't me. <laughs> no, that was not me. I was <laughs> But nah, man, I did a few tricks. It was nice, oh. but nah, nothing out of the ordinary. Really? See, like I, that surprises me, man, because as a comedian, I've had fucking why I had one in um in where was I? It was Thunder Bay. And I killed it. I had a good set, got standing ovation, came off the stage. And this white girl grabbed me and said, hey, man, you deserve a blowjob tonight, man. If you don't end up fucking nobody, I'm going to suck your dick. And I was like, <laughs> well, I, I didn't even know how to respond to that. I was yeah. like, what? I don't, what? Like, it, I was like, it, I don't just because of how he, uh, how she offered it. I was like, you're nasty. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I am a low level stand up comedian. And you're just offering a blowjob. Well, you what do you do to the fucking bus boy? Huh? You just. <laughs> Hey, bus boy, the way you clean them tables, you're getting a rim job. Mm-hmm. No one else doing it? I got you. Like, no, 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 <laughs> no, nah, fuck that shit. You get weird groupies, man. You ever meet Ryan Short? Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Short, that little weird motherfucker. No, bro. <laughs> Ryan Short looks like a cross of Pee Wee Herman uh, <laughs> and, and, and um, the first time it, I, yo, he's the, on the spectrum. <laughs> yo, the first, <laughs> nah, the first Great time. Great stand-up comedian, Ryan, I love you. I've only, uh, I mean... I hung out with him before he moved to Toronto a little bit, but oh. first time I hung out with, I hooked up with his friend. So, oh shit! I just, <laughs> <laughs> and, his roommate? Uh, no, it's just a, a visiting uh, woman from Calgary. Yeah, oh, bro. Shit. But uh, yeah, first man. time I took him on the road, he um fucked some girl that was definitely on the spectrum. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, I don't know. She was. 
she wasn't all there. Like, <laughs> but he he got pussy, and I was like, that, "That's comedy groupies. That's the weird shit we get." Yeah, <laughs> comedy groupies, man. I don't know, man. Comedy groupies are like people that buy puppies just because nobody loves them. You know. They just- <laughs> They want us until they have us, and then they're like, "You keep shitting on my floor. I don't want you out of my house." <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead, get your drink, get your drink. All right, bro. Um, fucking get me one too, though, please. Mm. All right. So while uh while Peter's out, um, I gotta say, man. The weed that we're smoking right now is uh, fucking fire. Woo. If you're a sponsor or a person who uh, doesn't mind having your weed broadcasted on our on our podcast and on our video podcast, uh, please let us know, man. Uh, hit us up at the comedy reject at gmail.com. And we'll definitely uh, like to have because uh, I wish. Woof. I would really like to know the person, like to tell the person how good this motherfucker was. This was this was fantastic. And, anyways, I was uh, I was an athlete, by the way, huh? Judging didn't believe me. I was, and I was pretty damn good. Did you guys know that I was? I actually ran uh, track, uh, but track wasn't my first love. It was basketball. But I wasn't tall, as you guys who've met me. I'm only five foot ten, and I wasn't five foot ten when I was sixteen. I was five foot eight or something like that. Five eight, five nine. My coach would never let me play. I scored. I had an average of ten points per game, motherfucker. Yes, right, I did. And but the coach only would let me play in the third quarter. That was some bullshit. And so my basketball dreams ended. But the only thing I will say is they ended because I let somebody else tell me that I couldn't do it, which was my coach. And you selfish motherfucker. I was like, get me a drink. Oh, OK. Well, then fuck it. Whatever. Then that's different. If the bartender was there and you came back with a bottle like, I don't know, man, like <laughs> that'd be different. That'd be different. Oh, grab your mic, man. Grab your mic. All right, man. No way. Frosted yeah. right now. I know, man. I know. We go. I was telling the story about how uh, I was a basketball player and what why I quit was because uh, I, my coach wouldn't play me. He wouldn't play me, and uh, I averaged ten points a game, but he would only put me in at the third quarter, and that was it. So I only played one quarter a game, but I averaged ten points a game, and I'm like, why don't you let me play? But I was short, and I quit because he wouldn't put me on. At and what level did you? Did I, you this was only high school. Mm. Um, and then uh, when I did track, I quit again because somebody else told me, uh, don't bother. You're you're 20 years old now. Um, you know, there's no point. You should just quit. And when I started comedy, um, I realized that the only reason why I failed at my other goals is because I allowed other people to tell me where my limits were. Because when I started with comedy is the first time I realized that potential is actually limitless. Ah, Danny, what's good, brother? Uh, can I get a, 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 the same drink for both of us? Thank you, brother. Thank you. 
I am. This is the highest I've been on a podcast in a while. And this is bro, also a video demon, podcast. It went demon time. Bro. <laughs> yeah. And this is the funny thing is this is a video podcast too. And it's yeah. like, this is zoomed right up on our faces. And the level of high that we are is ridiculous. The people listening at home are probably laughing. Don't worry, guys. We're bringing it home. We got like another 10 minutes. And then we could fucking. Yeah, you got me too for high. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> I, I'm not. A, I don't speak well when I'm fried. So this has that's, just been the challenge. <laughs> yeah, you know that's why I get super baked at those uh, at the weed show. Yeah, because the uh, the challenge. Like if you're if I'm straight dead sober, it it's too easy to navigate. So what I and but what I can also do when I'm dead sober is I can cheat by selling the joke. Like I can just you know act a little sillier or whatever, and I'll do that by default. But when I'm too high. My brain doesn't go there and you got to sit in the words. So the words are all that you have as your defense mechanism. And so if the joke don't land, you know, the joke doesn't work. Absolutely. And so that's what I do when, you know, even though it's like you're slower and you can't be animated and you can't, you have to be honest. And I'm trying to, it's either to be more honest with it when it's like some comics, they don't understand uh, what I mean by honesty is that like sometimes you could sound like you're scripted and it's like, it sounds like you're, you're da 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 And if you do that in a big crowd, it could be hidden. You know, it looks like entertaining, but in a small crowd, four or five people and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Right. So it's like, you have to kind of like, uh, relate to the, the audience, especially at your show, bro. If you're on just some like, uh, the cur- the shit that would it would work in a club doesn't work. No, a lot of and times, like you, it has to be like an authentic story. Oh, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh Danny here. He's the GM at the uh the studio here at the Mix, and uh, which is where we have our show every Wednesday, every Wednesday, every Wednesday at nine Cheers, p.m. Man. All right, yo, this is you gotta say, man. This is a fun podcast, though. (laughs) I wasn't joking when I was like, listen, we're going to smoke weed, we go drink, and then whatever happens on camera is what I'm posting. (laughs) And that's it. And it's like, yo, you can't, if you don't, you can't talk it if you don't live it. And you know what's weird about that sentence? It brings up, again, uh, this has been jumping all over the place, which is what I love. Uh, (laughs) That sentence brings up something for me. I want to see if you're the same. Sometimes I do things just for the story, just to see where the fuck this is going to go so I can talk about it. Like, it it just sounds like a bad idea, but you're like, I've never seen this happen. Like, one time I got invited to this guy's house, and I was like, no. And then he's like, oh, I have weed and all these women are going to come and you should just come. And so I go, "Okay, cool. I'm going to come. But in my head, I was like, I want to see what the fuck is like, because I was in like a big old northern town and the comic that's coming with me. He's like, I don't want to go. And I'm like, yeah, just come go. And uh, we're in this dude's living room. And it was just like this guy that was just hyped to be a fan. So he's struggling to call girls. So he calls these two girls and uh, one of them is pregnant. And he goes, hey, you guys want to smoke some weed? We say, yeah. So we go, oh, we're going to smoke weed in his bedroom. We go to his bedroom and the pregnant chick comes too. And I'm like, well, oh, we're going to go smoke weed. And she goes, I know. I said, oh, no. What's going on here? <laughs> so we come in the room now and the guy I'm with, the comedian I'm with has super high anxiety. And he just had his first daughter. 
So he's looking at me like, what the fuck is the pregnant chick doing here? This is ridiculous. And I know she's committed. So what I did was I realized this could be a smoke sesh. So I make sure he's standing on her left so that he has to pass to her. So like she's standing beside me and I let him stand beside her and stood on the other side of him. So now we're smoking and the weed comes to me. I let, I smoke it. I pass it to him. He hits it, hits it. And then he goes, you're a piece of shit. Cause he realized he has to pass the weed. He has to be the deliverer of the weed to the pregnant chick. And I'm sitting there. You ever like clench your teeth to not laugh? Cause you're because I'm like, I want this to happen. And I'm the the realization hit him in the second hit of weed. He's like, You're a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> And he goes, he's trying to hold it in. And then the girl from across, this is how much it's conflicting him. The girl across on the other circle goes, it's okay, man. We've all had ganja babies. It's okay. And he goes, it's not okay. This is not okay. And then he goes, fuck it. And he gives her the weed. And I'm dying now, crying, laughing. Because he offered uh, it. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) it's like, I I just, I love to see stupid shit like that happen. Or like one time he goes, yo, do you smoke in your hotel room? I go, yeah, I just use a vaporizer. They never smell it. And he goes, bro, that's crazy. Same guy. Right. Yeah. So then he goes and he pulls out the vaporizer. And I don't know if the comedy gods saw this happen. They set off the fire alarm. And then he looks at me and he's like, I don't know what to do. And I go, we run, motherfucker. And we just ran out of the hotel room, (laughs) ran down the stairs. And he goes, where are we going? I go, if the fire alarm goes off in our room, but we're not in our room, they can't fucking blame us. (laughs) And we and he goes, good idea. And we run away. And he's like, Sterling, Sterling. I go, yeah. He goes, I don't like hanging out with you. (laughs) You're not fun. Yeah, man, I'm done with after show parties. Ugh. I didn't feel people don't this get way. that. It's dangerous. Dude, it's, it's actually it's not really even, dangerous. It's not. It's not worth it, man. Just no. go back to the crib. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is always weird because, like, people make you. People, you have to understand. Uh, we love you as fans and, and as people, but we don't want to go to your house to meet your weird family and friends. And uh, people offer, uh, they get mad if you don't go. Yeah, see, I just learned yeah. that, man. I should have just went home after a show this weekend and instead took a limo up to Castle Downs. Oh, my God. What no, happened? Tell not me. worth it, bro. <laughs> Tell me what went down because we got to wrap this up. Yo, Let's so see. we got in this limo and the sisters, there's two sisters just bitching at each other. They're like fighting. Like, what show was this? First of all, it was it was at the strip, bro. Uh, and what, who so you, who you West- wasn't it TJ Miller or something? No, it was uh, Kate Quigley. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, Kate Quigley. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. What was she like? She was cool, man. Okay, yeah, no, cool. she was a uh, so- she was fun to party with too. But like when oh. we got into the limo, these uh, these um sisters about to throw hands. There's just a random side quest character that got into the limo. <laughs> I was a, I was a side quest <laughs> character that got in the limo. And it was like a bunch of other guys and like a few of their girlfriends in this fucking limo, man. And there's like just straight madness energy. And uh, it's one side's trying their best to vibe and the other side is just a war zone. <laughs> and I was like, this was a bad decision from the start. So, yeah, I went up to Castle Dow's just witnessed 
the whole just like it was just fight like sisters fighting and then this side quest character got into it <laughs> and then what happened at the house party now bro just uh did they continue on in the house yeah the thing said? is that that's a, a big difference about like canadian guys they kind of just let it happen like i feel like if it was yes. like american dude they'd be like what the fuck are you doing right yeah. now canadian you know? guys would be like it's all right you gotta, yeah you gotta <laughs> work it out man <laughs> yeah. nah bro don't even interrupt it's a family thing bro 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 i do that with my brother all the time don't even worry about it man yeah Fucking no right it was, it was hey girls y'all right told you they're all right man <laughs> like that is canadian dude, that is sure. that is a canadian but guy the funniest thing. part that happened in that whole party was this guy like all the guys were cool except this one dude just ultra birder guy mm. and uh he was saying how it was like yeah kick quigley like her jokes were just honestly just tore men down <laughs> <laughs> This guy has this toxic masculinity. Yo, it gets worse, bro. It gets worse, bro. (laughs) Hey, yo, man. He was like, honestly, it's just like I'm. I don't want to be this guy, but I was pretty offended. I was this no. I was like, are you serious, bro? I was like. I was like, dude, she was making fun of women as well, man. It was jokes. I was like, dude, it's literally a joke. How are you offended? And he was, uh, he's, he was like, honestly, and the joke that pissed him off was like, there's a joke is pretty much is like women don't mind your dick or is like, (laughs) what's that? Let me get the joke. It's like, no, your dick is not the only thing that matters. And he's like, yeah, it's also your wallet. Mm -hmm. And this joke pissed him off. Bro. Oh, so he has, he's broke with a small yeah, so dick. He's, yeah. Bro, so broke with a small dick. And then when he just went straight in cell misogyny mode, was like, yeah, honestly, when I, like. when I get home, like I expect at, like her to do what I say. I was like, yo, you're literally coming the becoming the <laughs> joke, bro. <laughs> Yo. I was like, that's why it offends you so much. Yeah, the truth hurts when it's when it's you. That's the what I'm saying, hurts. bro. That's what, man. That's why if a joke hurts you, you just gotta laugh through it. Like, you know what I mean? Yo, honestly, <laughs> the, that's or real else you talk, just, man. Or you just like take it too seriously. And that's the thing I hate. You know like, I mean? Anybody that takes the like, like, there's a joke I do where I go, oh, uh, I saw my my mother was so. Uh, I don't want to say my mom was an alcoholic, but blood alcohol level was so high. I saw a mosquito biter and went home and yeah. beat his wife. And people tense up at that. And I'm like, no, fuck you. That's a mosquito, first of all. All right. It's a mythical creature. None of this is real. Yeah. All right. You're putting your issues into my joke. Exactly, I never bro. said that. I like, you know what I mean? Get yeah. off your fucking high horse. It's, this is not domestic abuse. This is a mosquito who's drunk, who's like, bitch. Like, that's fucking funny. <laughs> and if you can't let that go, it's not my fault. <laughs> It's some some. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it, I've had that man, and sometimes, and I, I always tell comics, please, 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 never apologize. When you write a joke, your intention is to make the people laugh. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Absolutely. I had one comedian ask me, and, and I'll never forget this question. And this is how deep I go with my comedy. I had a comedian, of course, young white guy, and we're at an open mic. And he walks up to me and he says, uh, Sterling, I'm about to go on stage. Um, I'm going to do a joke that has the N word in it. Uh, how does that make you feel? 
like, are you going to be offended? You know? And I said, um, two things are going to happen. One, you're going to go and tell that joke and it's going to work. And you're going to keep telling that joke. Two, you're going to tell that joke and it's not going to work. You're going to stop telling it. Do you see how in that equation, I don't exist? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I say as a comedian, walk that line, man. Walk Absolutely. that line. And uh, uh, because I don't know if you've ever seen South Park, the new yeah. South Park, where they show the comedian Jimmy, yeah. how fucking everything he says is just complimenting. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody's just a great, great guy. Great guy. You ever you hear about the thing about uh, Sally? She's really fun. And the crazy and it's thing, like, he becomes super successful. <laughs> yeah, too. he's so successful doing that shit. And it's like, what makes me laugh is as a comedian, um, I have to like really appreciate how fucking in tune yeah. they are that that art form, if you continue the way we are, that's what our art form would yeah. be. As much as people would be like, that's silly, stupid. That's not even, that's where you're pushing us. That's the alternative. Right. And it's like, that's why I'm like, never fucking apologize. Absolutely. Never apologize. Yeah. You're always walking this tightrope and it, you never know when you're working shit out what's gonna work like last night i did what i did 16 jokes i tried and like four worked and uh somebody asked me they're like oh you know how you feel about that i said i feel fucking happy yeah because four worked <laughs> you know what i mean that's four new jokes that's the way i see it and when you're telling other jokes yeah it might offend somebody but it that wasn't my intention you knew what you came here for. You know how sometimes they say, it doesn't matter if that wasn't your intention. It's what the way people feel it. It's like, yeah, but you came here. Yeah. You came to digest this knowing what my intentions were and being like, oh, now I'm upset. Well, you didn't receive it well. So I do have the right to be like, no, fuck you. you know what I'm saying? And comedians who, of course, there is like a fine line with comedians who are bullying, right? And I think that fine line is the punchline. Yeah. If the joke is it's, funny, let it ride, man. Exactly, bro. Let it ride. And uh, that's please. why, like, I'm just, <laughs> you, uh, the white dude that asked you if it was okay to say that, mm. it's like, for me, I just, I, I never would. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you decide to, uh, like, say it in a joke you think is funny, it really depends on if it's funny. And that's the and thing I say. So it's to like them. you got to be crazy funny it, to yes, the you know level I mean? that you're playing at. So it's like I tell people all the time. I'm like, if if you when you look at comedy, you got to look at it like Olympic diving. Yeah, where it's like before they even do the dive, they go, "This is worth if it's done perfectly nine point five, which means it cannot get a ten. It can only get a nine point five if done absolutely perfect. Then they do the dive." And then according to their mistakes, they grade backwards. Yeah. Right. When you tell a joke as a white guy that has the N word in it, it's a 10. It's tight. If it's not a 10, it's you're going straight down. That's what <laughs> you, I'm saying. Bro. You're going straight down. And you and can't, as a white guy, you can't use the N word in the joke to be like a pun. No, <laughs> no. It has to be. It has to be well crafted. It has crafted. to be so well crafted. It's a 10. It has to be a 10. Here's uh this I've I've heard this this is not confirmed you guys can confirm this on put it in the comments and confirm if it's true the joke that Chris Rock does where he goes I love black people but I hate niggas was actually written by Louis C K and Louis C K could not do that joke 
that joke when Chris Rock did it, even as a black man, was controversial because it made it created a divination in the black community where it put accountability on black people, which made people get outraged. And it's like, that's how fucking difficult that was that Chris Rock did that joke and he couldn't even do it at a 10 where he he could do it where it's like people laugh. So he got like a 9.5, but Louis CK, if he did it, it would have been like a six. Like he would have never survived that. Louis CK could not have come out and be like, I, I love black people. Hate niggers. <laughs> Whoa! Like it would have been over. You know what I mean? So like if you're a comedian and you Yeah, the Mark this, the Mark Twain Joey. Yeah. He did he the he thing did is do you it. gotta like it, I feel like to pull still, it off you but, but yeah, he still to, as a white off. dude to pull that off, you gotta be like Louis C.K. status type of deal. You right. know what I mean? But also he still wrote it in a way where you know there was no outrage. There was yeah, nobody complaining. Absolutely. Because the joke was crafted well enough that you're like, yeah, I, I he said it, but I can't, I I can't be mad, and that is the beauty in stand up comedy: being able to walk the line where it's like, where is the, you know, I need you to laugh at your own shit. I need you to laugh at you, and like the the quest I'm on is first learn who am I, like make people laugh by letting them know who I am. Then my second quest is to. Um, uh, make people laugh by letting them know who they are. And then the third quest is to make them laugh while teaching them. I think like when you think about like legends, they are the ones who like taught you shit, but while making you laugh, you know, like, like George Carlin and, you know, shit and shit yeah. like that. So it's like, those are the three phases I'm looking to learn right now. I'm in phase one. Who am I? You know what I'm saying? And um, shit, I lost my point. Oh, you're good, bro. You're making. I'm just happy you're able to keep the conversation going, bro. I'll, I'll hit a punchline every once in a while. But you know, I did like my daddy does. Like my dad used to do that shit. Yeah, my dad used to talk to me until he fucking forgot what he was talking about. And he'd be like, "What the fuck was I saying?" Huh? You see, this is why you can't make it no way because he wasn't listening. <laughs> Yo, my dad. So that I, I just turned into my dad right there on camera, motherfucker. <laughs> this is motherfucker. Good, What's your next show gonna be at? Uh, well, I'm at Polar Park tonight on White Ave, and then mm. um, Wednesday. Was that that one that we did in the upstairs place? Yeah. Yo, I'm going. Yeah. That's about fire. Tell Absolutely. them where that place is. It's at. uh, it's right. It's on 81st Ave. Uh, or I don't know exactly where it's You're at. You're terrible at telling people where to go. <laughs> if you live in Edmonton. It's by the no frills and oh. it's it's close to there. It's yeah, close to that, no frills. Do you know what you just said? It's on White Ave. It's by the no frills. It's <laughs> Look, what's the name of the place? Polar Park. Polar right. Park Brewery. So that's There you the go. Polar Park Brewery. If you live in Edmonton on Mondays, Polar Park Brewery. I was there last week when I was yeah. running my, my set for JFL. I didn't know it was so fire, man. Uh, it, that that shit play, that place lit. I'm going there tonight. Absolutely. I'm going to go hang out. I'm not on the show. I might I might throw a little muscle in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make us a yeah, give us a challenge, bro. Uh, That's why I'm saying when you I see fall you say that, and, and it, this is why I'm like you got more American in you. You just said give us a challenge. Here's the thing: a lot of times when I go to shows, people don't want that challenge. Yeah, and I like I think that more. 
you can correct me on this because you've been on both sides of the planet. I think, Ameri- <laughs> I think Americans are more accepting of, of motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> Americans are more accepting of somebody who says, I want to be a champion or I want to be the best. And they'll be like, well, then go do it. Yeah. But if you do that in Canada, they're like, no, no, come on, calm down now. Don't say that. You're going to upset everybody else. And it's like that bravado uh, that I have comes across as arrogance. Yeah. And I'm like, arrogance is confidence that can't be proven. And so if you think I'm arrogant about comedy, come to a show. <laughs> I'll call my shots. I'm very fucking good at it. You were, you were, you walk the talk, bro. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I, uh, but yeah, sometimes they don't like that confidence. They don't like that competition with me. And so a lot of times you'll see, when I go to these shows, it's more to see if I'm going to be performing there myself because um, I don't want to come across as intimidating or like I'm fun to talk to. Like, yes, I have a big personality, huge ego, but if I, I'm very nice, yeah. you know what I mean? And it comes like, down to the joke, bro. If you're riffing, have a good time. And like that's you. what it is. And yeah. I don't want people to see me in a light that I'm not. So they won't come to me. They won't talk to me. They won't yeah. fuck with me. And it's like, nah, you can fuck with me. It's just, it's just you can't. The, the sun's hot on this side, yeah. man. It's just, <laughs> there's a lot coming off when I when you come and sit down with me. There's a lot. There's a lot of energy. And it's like, you're welcome in it. It's just, it's a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, where are you going to be at uh, right, this week? This- and where can people um, find you and follow you? So, hey, my dedicated 40, do me a favor, man. I actually like this guy a lot, and we hang out at the shows and shit. So, uh, could you guys just do me a favor and uh, follow? His oh, yeah, absolutely. He's plug- yeah, Pete Sender on social medias, on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, also, like, if anyone's in Calgary, I'm at Yuck Yucks this weekend. Oh, so, shit. What day? Um, The 11th and 12th. I think I'm going to come and hang out. Oh yeah, I think I'm gonna come and hang out uh, on the 11th. If I could move some things around, I'm uh, I'm gonna come and hang out because I'm there on the 10th. Okay, yeah, I, for sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have nothing on the uh, Friday, and then on the Saturday I got to do a show at a uh, uh, what they call them? Uh, one of them fucking sex clubs. Yeah, you ever do them sex club shows? Oh, no, I haven't. You want to come? Oh, you're on the 12th. Fuck you. I was gonna tell you. Is it? Is it? Uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I would tell you to come open for me. Um. Hey, actually, you know what? <laughs> Do you want to go to one? <laughs> I mean, shit, yeah. Well, I got to pick able- up two bottles of tequila at the sex club <laughs> in Calgary on fucking Friday. I've never been Thursday. to a sex club. <laughs> All right, let's go. Yeah. I'll bring you with me. I swear to God. Yeah, we'll for do, sure. After the show. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to organize it. So after the show on Friday, me and you take you to the sex club in Calgary, pick up two bottles of tequila. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, for sure, man. Fuck yeah. And what uh could I do the kind of perform there? Is is yeah, the, it's, is it's run by on? it's run by Dale Ward. Okay. And gotcha. I'll hook you up with him and put you on the show. Right on, man. All right. Well, yo, let's sign off on this shit, man. Let them know where to find you and everything. Yeah. Did we say that? I don't yeah, know. I think man. I said Fuck that. Do it again. <laughs> no, Peace Center on Instagram and Twitter and uh yeah, see some of my sober content. Mm. And you already know who it is. Your host of the MC, Sterling Scott, at Sterling's Jokes. This has been another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. Good days, better nights. We out. Cheers, bro. <laughs>